Welcome to Product Fika, a podcast in which product managers from Klarna talk about everything product related. So grab a small Fika and join us for a 20 minute chat to step up your product game. Today, Elon and I have a new guest with us. Uh, we are very proud to present to the audience, Georges Sketos. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, you do. Hi. <laughs> Hello, welcome. And uh, Georges is the main person inside of Klarna working on external documentation. And Georges, I'll let you talk about your team in just a, just a minute. Georges is, is ensuring that all of the, the technical documentation uh, of Klarna's products are in tip-top shape and uh, presented to external parties or external developers, if you will, uh, of Klarna. So with that said, Georges, would you mind giving us a, a little bit of an overview of your team and, and what you do? Yeah, hi, everyone. Uh, very nice to join you in this session. Um, yeah, uh, so I work for a team called uh, Developer Experience. We're part of a larger group um, of teams that belong to a bigger domain. And in Klarna, we have domains to group many teams that solve for the same, um, let's say, problem space. And our, our problem space are merchant oriented uh, is is merchant oriented so what what my team does um so we currently operate developers klarna.com which is the go-to place for developer documentation um uh, developers can go there and find api specifications they can go and read how the different products klarna offers work um, and also marketeers can go there and find uh, marketing and branding material um, yeah, and we're currently preparing a newer version uh, with uh, much richer capabilities. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I feel that you've kind of, you know, like sold me a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> tip top, um, you know, take, taking care of the documentation. Uh, I'll try to to live up to the expectation. <laughs> You're too humble, Georges. <laughs> Thank you very much, Georges. I, I would like to, to shoot shoot first. Nate, yeah. if, if I can. Right. Whose responsibility is it on the content uh, in companies as, as big as Klarna? Obviously, you're a team. You might not know the products inside out, or should you know the product inside out and write the content, or also on, is it on the product managers that, that own the products? That's a great question. And uh, that's a question we face a lot in uh, many contexts. Uh, people are coming to us, they, they find, you know, improvements or they find uh, maybe a typo here and there. And they are asking us, like, are you the ones, you as developer experience team, the ones who are going to fix this? Uh, the answer the answer lies in between us and the product teams the product teams are masters of that domain of knowledge they know their products better than we do uh, we see ourselves as facilitators as a publishing platform uh, we offer the training and the tooling to to make sure that the teams succeed in in uh, publishing their documentation to the wider world um, so we end up uh, redirecting people there. Uh, having said that, uh, it's very important for us to have a, a very good communication channel with the different product teams where everybody knows where they can insert content and how they can do it, in what structure, but also redirect feedback that we get from customers, internal or, or external, directly to the product teams. Uh, so in a nutshell, it's it's the product teams that drive the documentation. We are there in a consulting uh, role, 
And how, and how do you make sure that those feedbacks are are then being implemented? Because I will say the honest truth, and out of our daily work, documentation is being deprioritized constantly. Yeah. So this um, the very challenging question, a very good question. Um, we don't see ourselves as enforcers, but rather maybe the last the last gate before things go out publicly. It's a broader question on how how we want uh, the company to be perceived on the outside world, and that should also be one of the drivers for product. So if you want the public audience to perceive your product as um, you know not tip-top shape or lacks documentation, hence lacks uh, the basics, uh, may maybe it makes uh, implementation difficult. Maybe it's not worth looking into it. Maybe there's not enough information to evaluate whether it fits the purpose. Um, so I think it's a cultural thing, but uh, we can also we can also drive it at, at different domain levels, at different organizational structures by um, you know, making it a prerequisite, right? We keep, we keep track by opening tickets. Uh, we proactively ping uh, product managers, uh, but ultimately it's, it's convincing, right? It's convincing and it's making uh, product managers understand the value of it and not treating it as an afterthought. Very curious about that because one of my questions was was around how important is this? So how important is it for product managers to create this type of documentation? Yeah. Um, how do you communicate the the value uh, of of external documentation to product managers to kind of get them to to actually do this? Yeah. So um, it depends on what kind of state you find an organization when you enter it. If if this has been a function that existed, or if it's a newer function, because then um, the level of uh, let's say lobbying, the level of uh, training and propagating the word uh, differs. Um, in any case, we try to have um, set processes where we engage with new product managers. We spread the word through existing product managers as well. And um, we try to showcase like what are uh, the audience's problems. For example, when they come to developers, what are they looking for most? Where do they seem to be having trouble? How do we measure that? We measure that by the feedback we are getting externally, but also internally. Uh, do we get repeat questions about the same issue over and over? How do you uh, sorry for for barging yeah, in? But how do you collect feedback externally? So uh, it can be done in different ways. One is, for example, having a feedback widget uh, where okay, um, cool. where visitors can just uh, go in and leave uh, feedback. We also look at uh, browsing patterns, mm -hmm. like if people are going to let's say if if it's a huge page, right? Yeah. How how likely is that people are gonna visit the bottom of the page right because effectively this makes uh, documentation invisible the part that exists on the bottom makes it invisible if we don't see people going there yeah right uh, yeah there there are uh, different uh, techniques but also internally because uh, one of the biggest pools of um people who know the product work with the product even more than the product teams you know they know the ins and outs they know they know the bugs 
they know the workarounds are the solutions engineers. This is a huge yeah. source for uh, feedback. So we keep getting feedback and sometimes it's about specific parts of a product. And that's a good indicator of what needs to be improved. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, but to circle back to your original question, uh, Nate, uh, it's, it's a lot of communication. It's a lot of um, giving people uh, documents to read. It's a lot about uh, practical practice. And there is a little bit of a sprinkling of tooling in between, right? So for example, uh, having linters that uh, pick up the, the typos or uh, linters that give you hints of, for example, not using passive voice, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's a combination of all of these things and uh, actively advocating for things. Better documentation leads to less merchant errands, mm -hmm. less support calls. So, so is that one of the KPIs that that you're using to to gauge what documentation is is good? Let's say this is something that we constantly uh, look at and try to improve the ways we we make it uh, a solid KPI. Currently, it's a mm -hmm. KPI we we strive we strive for, but we're missing some key parts into that journey, mm -hmm. like the the the, the points uh, to measure. Um, yeah so yeah i it's it's a it's a huge discussion um i i go back to the point of this being a cultural thing what do i mean yeah. by that like if an organization has a culture of not only producing products but actually making them accessible and understandable to a wider audience you reduce friction mm -hmm. you increase possibilities of adoption and it also, what is very important in our days, also increases developer joy, right? So it's one thing how the product um, is created and designed, and and it's a different thing like how you document it. Ultimately, those two have to work together, right? Mm -hmm. Who, who do, oh, sorry, no, please go. <laughs> no, you go. I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, who do you look for as a, as a benchmark of of really well-made documentation? I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my previous work uh, here, Technologies. Okay. Um, there's there's a talented pool of technical writers that also help bring documentation there. And it's, it's documentation for multiple products, multiple markets uh, being continuously shipped out on a daily basis. Uh, lots of coordination, but also high quality documentation with structure, with different types of documents. Um, you know, you have you have release notes, you have developer guides, uh, you have API um, documentation, you have white papers, all of them being published. Um, then I would say in the FinTech uh, area, I think a lot of us look up to Stripe uh, Stripe has a very interesting model of using their documentation also as a funnel for getting more developers in because of the joy, because of the easiness, because of, oh, it makes sense. Right. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, I I remember using Stripe as uh, as examples as well. Yeah, um, because they're, they're yeah. really really good. So sorry, there are, there are a lot of nice examples out there uh, mm -hmm. from uh, from Google developers, Apple design guidelines, Twilio. If you want to talk communications, um, yeah. So some of these are the benchmarks I'm <laughs> I'm looking up to. And what would you say is a recipe for success? when when it comes to creating a document so so if we were to say to a product manager right now hey you know create some document mm -hmm. uh, some documentation mm -hmm. about your product yeah what would you say are the the key things that they would have to think about or that they would have to, to have in their document for it to be successful very very good question so i i think more in terms of documentation strategy rather than a singular document mm -hmm. um for example if if you want to if you want to convince uh, technical decision makers on the value of your product, why not have um, documentation on the architecture and key selling points? Right. This is not so so much technical documentation in the sense of the interfaces and the classes and whatever that your product might be exposing, but rather key points as to how robust it is, scalable and some key metrics then think about think about the developers who are going to be uh, integrating against uh, your uh, uh, api or product you certainly need the help of your developers this is not something that a product manager can do but certainly can organize um, you can start by thinking of the story why is your product necessary what is the problem that it's solving and then i am in favor also of um, of a step approach like when when developers first look at your uh, documentation what's the first thing they they look at right what is the what is the the product what is does it do how do i get started mm -hmm. right if you have multiple products that have the same get started uh sequence then maybe share it across teams like go to that place get credentials go get registered that is common use it mm -hmm. uh, and then think about the structure uh do you do you just want to throw information to the face of developers or or, or other people uh, visiting the website i would rather go for start simple and start building up on a pre-existing concepts uh, because also repetition will help you build and and convey what is the concept behind your api how do the blocks fit with each other? This is what I think a product manager should be looking at. Um, there are many nuances related to that. For example, the way that you express yourself in probably uh, English or other languages. Mm -hmm. You also want to make sure that you follow uh, branding guidelines and also tone guidelines. You don't want to be too corporate you don't want to be too uh friendly depending on how the company talks to the wider audience those are some concerns to to always have in mind here here i have some some comments of my own as being yeah. uh, the product manager of clona checkout and needing to write documentation uh, i can definitely add this the hats idea that you'd said that who is who is looking at documentation and we know for certain that developers that don't go into our regular documentation as it's too fluffy, it's too full of words, it's a block of text. They jump immediately into the API spec. 
and and here there's a separation between the API spec and the regular documentation. And they jump right in, they copy paste everything, and things break. Hmm. And they're trying to what they really really care about is what is required in the API and what is optional. Yeah, provide them the absolutely minimum fields of API they need to do in order to start rendering things and making API calls and then have the strongest search you could find in the internet <laughs> in your CMS in your platform because that's where everyone is running immediately and some searches are absolutely crap yeah and some are amazing and here George I want to ask you how's our search and how's our CMS when it comes to this uh, yeah bef before I do that and it's a great question i like challenging questions i would like to say you're touching on also points that the product manager can take on as a responsibility of maintaining quality for example even if you've identified that your uh, that developers just visit the technical documentation much more than the fluffy parts of documentation as you call it then let's make sure that this technical documentation has enough descriptions enough examples enough gotchas enough caveats enough um it's up to date right it's not it's not that we push out things and we forget about them we should constantly keep refreshing them to reflect the product right uh, there's nothing more disappointing than starting off a new integration with a new product you've never worked with only to find that the endpoint doesn't work as expected yeah right uh or that uh for example there's a date attribute in an api and it's and the description is date <laughs> right, so there, there's a certain quality level that we need to achieve, and the product manager, I think, is responsible in keeping up that quality. Now, to your to your other um, question, absolutely. Um, as documentation is a is a small beast that becomes a bigger beast as time goes by, and the organization grows and the product portfolio grows. Right, it's important that people have good navigation ways in finding things and and also search capabilities to easily drill down and come up uh, with uh, information. Uh, you know, in, in some setups, uh, the technical limitations um, dictate that you don't have a good search experience. The developers, uh, Klarna.com, um, has a moderately okay-ish uh, search uh, functionality we could, could have been improved. Uh, we're looking to improve it for uh, Klarna Docs, for sure. Um, there's a lot of a lot of new developments happening in, in, uh, in our field, which I really like. For example, uh, outsourcing the search functionality to things like Algolia. Huh. Yeah. Outsource the search functionality to an external team. To an external, uh, an external party. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah um because you know sometimes we also we, we we think of documentation we might be thinking uh of the the writers then we might be thinking of the team that provides tooling and processes and sometimes it's a mixture of these two right um they also may be maintaining the hosting of a website and the infrastructure behind it right and um it doesn't necessarily mean, I mean, it depends on, on your business requirements, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to 
spend the investment in creating your own search engine right out there there are a lot of solutions for sure that's a good point yeah Definitely. So Elon and I, uh, initially when we were solutions engineers, um, we we looked at the documentation that we had at the time and we realized, you know, taking the example of Stripe, they used integration videos. Yeah. And and um, then we started looking at some other uh, competitors as well. And we saw that they also used yeah. some some videos. And so Elon and I, we actually sat down and said, okay, let's create an, an integration video for for Klarna checkout and for Klarna payments because yeah, that, that seems yeah. to be <laughs> quite quite um, requested and and quite quite useful let's say and yeah. especially if you see that the competitors are doing that so uh, I was wondering from your perspective would you recommend that as a as a standard that that you have a, a mix between video and documentation so you know text or or does that not really matter what's what's your take mm -hmm. on that um I think that whatever introduces interactivity purpose, purposely, uh, with a purpose, uh, is worth it. Of course, you can you can put their KPIs. You can measure how many people are actually looking at the video. You know how many people are giving feedback about the video. But I really think that um, interactive experiences make information more digestible and more real a lot of a lot of uh, people nowadays they start by copy pasting examples right they don't even bother reading bit, uh, between the lines uh, there are different approaches and um, facilitating for that could lead to accelerated um, uh, adoption because your ultimate goal is putting your product in in front of many people and then driving adoption of that right and and good integration because then you create value down the value chain you know docu documentation is um in my eyes very important but hasn't been treated as important in in many cases especially uh with uh with newer companies that uh, work and deliver fast right but it works like an invisible cloth, you know. Like you understand when it's not there. You understand the 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 impact it has when somebody wants to work with your company or buy your product and they see no documentation, right? That 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 has also I believe it has a reputational impact. And, and here I want to I want to jump in and start yeah. asking, Georges, what's the don'ts? Like, what have you seen in the documentation in, in this position in the past? That let's just start naming it. Like, really bad. Yeah. What not to do? <laughs> let's let's name it. Um, but I wanted also to conclude the thought that uh, adding interactivity, for example, videos, interactive widgets, um, you know, downloadable snippets, etc. Right. It's part. It's part of a bigger strategy. Again, I, I emphasize the word strategy and culture a lot in my thoughts. Uh, we're talking about developer experience, right? You have developer outreach uh, and you have developer experience and and people experiencing your product through documentation uh, get increasing amounts of joy when they have less friction, easiness, and um, you know better better way to digest your content. Like compare a wall of text to something interactive that you see yeah. the result immediately. Yeah. And now for the tough stuff that do, <laughs> don't. I mean, I'm, <laughs> from my experience, uh, yeah. So I th I think I think putting putting a lot of people 
into writing documentation as a chore shows in the documents right like yeah. if you if you if you get a developer that hasn't been introduced to the concept of documentation and why it's important and uh, what are the benefits and how how it it, it works uh in the outside world you will get less than less than good results right also we, sh we shouldn't expect that everybody is a native english speaker or a native x uh speaker right uh you you tend up um reading a lot of different voices in your head when you read documentation uh yeah because it's team a team b team c and that is also a, a don't for me like don't don't expose your internal structure as much as possible to the outside world. Don't show that you're a thousand different teams. And, and that is a, yeah, that, that's, that also is reflected in the way you design products. If an API is talking about a concept, uh, a second API talks about a similar concept, but they use different names, then it seems that two teams didn't talk to each other. There are two different teams behind those products. The second part is try not to treat documentation as an afterthought. It, you could start very simply by creating draft documentation and as the product evolves you you build it up and you can you can go public when you when you feel you're ready but certainly not uh, too long after you ship the product ideally you should be able to ship the product with your documentation and keep it up to date uh, because if you treat it as a thought it's probably it's not gonna <laughs> do your product any favors you're probably going to end up with increased, you know, feedback for improvement or, hey, it doesn't work. A lot of frustration. Um, and when you put out a product out there, I think you're fighting hard to also earn people's trust, right? And a documentation helps build that trust. If documentation is to the point, it's accessible, it's understandable, and reflects what the product does. Um, don't don't think I, that you can hire as many technical writers as the team that you have in your organization. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I I find it an interesting idea of cloning technical writers, uh, technical writers are a super useful part of the organization, but they don't come in volumes, right? And it's also not uh, not scalable if you try to place a technical writer into each team. So what I propose instead is make your technical writers if you have some or if you hire some make them advocates for friends of the docs make them advocates for teaching people to fish right and i don't mean to turn everybody else to a technical writer but imagine that if they go through workshops and trainings and they have proper tooling a lot of people can contribute even if they're not technical and you have good quality drafts they don't need to be perfect like imagine also a technical writer providing templates to you product managers saying this is how a developer guide should look like just go and fill in the gaps that would make your lives easier you sh you wouldn't have to start from scratch every time you wouldn't have to see how others are doing it there's a there's a standard for doing that and you know that the technical writers the, the core technical writing capability of your organization has your back right mm -hmm. they can give you a review they can give you like uh, feedback for improvement. They can help you publish out. So facilitating rather than doing the work always for others. And each organization you recommend needs to have technical writers. Yes.
I, I, I recommend that um, they build uh, technical writer competence because technical writing is also more than just writing docs about technical um, stuff, right? Uh, besides understanding product, it's also a way of communication. Mm-hmm. And uh, communication is also something that I think it needs improvement in many, many organizations, especially as they start growing. Uh, it's not it's not only that, hey, we have a new product, here you go. It's like, hey, we had that product, we're going to deprecate it in six months, we're going to flip the switch, this is what's going to happen. Or, hey, we need your feedback, there's a new product coming in six months. There's a lot of these things that could be helped by having technical writers, um, you know, uh, consult you on how to do these things. Do we have technical writers at, um, at Klarna? We started getting technical uh-huh. writers, so I'm super happy. Yeah. That's super great. Happy. And uh, yeah, you, you can see the results uh, coming up, and I'm, I'm super positive about that. Fantastic. Great. Um, George, yeah. I, I just want to say thank you so much for, for joining us today. I think it was a very interesting conversation and lots of good tips for, for product managers out there thinking about creating documentation of their product. Um, so hey. Guess what? Looks like we finished our fika. Oh my! <laughs> to go level up then. <laughs> Thank you. Nate, I do have a tiny thing to add in there because I think that it's important for those out there that are thinking to themselves how to write documentation best way. Go peek at your tech sales organization. They might have their own documentation different sure. than yours because they get feedback directly to them and i remember us as the technical organization we had our own documentation that we gave we gave like a pdf file to our merchants although we had documentation so it's a little bit of a waste of time so go over there and pick what they're doing and design something based on their feedback (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, and if i may uh just a little nudge to the technical writing uh, community if people are interested in learning more and engaging with the community, I I propose that they go to writethedocs.org. There's right. also a job board over there, and there's a tons of materials uh, related to technical writing. Um, also, there are a lot of surveys being done and a lot of interesting topics discussed. Awesome. Thank you, Thank you for you that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Georgios.